Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Yes, sir. With your boy, Mike Goodwin. And as I start each and every podcast, well, not each and every podcast episode, but I, I start many podcast episodes with On the Road Again. Yeah. Especially those times when I have been on the road, which I have been on the road. I've been on the road quite a bit. So I had myself a grand time, a very interesting time on the road. I had a number of events kind of back to back to back. So I spent two nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. I did a volunteer appreciation, volunteer service team, dream team event at, at Cross Assembly Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was a good, good time. We had a wonderful time. They were great, very hospitable, had a blast. That was on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I had the fourth. No, make that the fifth. Big Dad Energy Tour Day. I was at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, Good Nights is a club. It used to be named Charlie Good Nights back in the day. It was probably one of the best clubs on the Southeast. I mean, it was a club I had participated. I did open mics in Raleigh. I mean, back, back when I was... Working myself up the ladder, I would drive three hours, three and a half hours just to do seven to 10 minutes at an open mic. One of the first times I came to the open mic in, in Raleigh was a, a Saturday at a noon clean mic on a Saturday. And I drove one Saturday morning. I happened to be in town, got up, drove to Raleigh to do this mic. And there may have been 10 people in there. And I mean, that's everybody. That's the waitress. That's the person that works at the club. That's the person in the back making the food. That's the comedians. That's the audience. And I'm not certain why this clean mic existed on a Saturday at noon. I think it was a deterrent. But I did it and I, I was able to connect with somebody who was like, hey, no, man, you got to come back on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights when they did the standard open mic. And I, and I came back and I did it and had a great time. Well, I also had a great time on Thursday. Thank you to everyone that came out to the Big Dad Energy Tour in Raleigh, North Carolina. We had a, a blast, a big, big success. And so those are all the dates for 2023. I was able to do Five Big Dad Energy Tour dates started off in Cornelius, North Carolina. Then we had two dates in Cincinnati and Columbus, Ohio. Columbia, South Carolina, where I live. And then we were in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to be kicking it off at the beginning of the year in Tampa, Florida. I believe that's January the 6th, but I'll, I'll update I'll update you on the upcoming dates. But, but Tampa's in there. Kansas City's in there. We got Chicago in there. 
Nashville's in there, Huntsville's in there, Swift, Atlanta's in there. We're making it happen. So I would love for you to come out and see me when I'm in your area on the Big Dad Energy Tour. So that was Wednesday and Thursday. Well, Thursday night after the Raleigh show, I had to leave and drive back to Columbia in order to catch a flight Friday morning to Cleveland. So I wrapped up the show and in Raleigh, I bet you I probably was on the road by 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, I think that got me back into Columbia around, because it's three and a half hours of close to two o'clock. So I got home, did a switch switcheroo of all the clothes and, 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 and prepared my bags for the three-day trip I would be in Ohio. Got about two hours of sleep and I was back out. Now, I spent three days in Ohio. And this will probably be the genesis of some material. I might even take a podcast episode to talk about my time in Holmes County, Ohio, Amish country. Spent three nights with the Walnut Creek Foods Company. Friday, Saturday, and then Monday night, I performed for their Christmas banquet. And they basically are broken up into three different divisions. So I think the first night I spoke to one group, that was Friday night, Saturday night, spoke to another group. Then on Monday, spoke to the last group, retail. And this audience was a mixture. There was there was Amish. Uh, some nights, uh, Friday and Monday, heavy, heavy in the Amish. A lot of hats, a lot of, lot of hats. And uh, the Amish, uh, I don't, you know, I don't. That's a different, it's a different demographic for me. And then not only the Amish, but you just have Midwestern Ohio folks that live in Holmes County and the surrounding areas. So I'm talking about some things. I think one of the comments I made, one of the jokes I have, I talk about thugs that wear flip-flops. Well, and it was a conversation I had with somebody afterwards, and they like their wife laughed, and it was like, these people don't know what thugs are. That doesn't apply. It all applies. Like comedy is interesting to me because I, in my comic philosophy, believe that comedy serves two purposes, two, the two purposes of entertaining and educating. Now, oftentimes, the comic and the audience are of the same elk. North Carolina is a great example. I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. When I'm doing my comedy, I'm, I'm speaking from a, a black male Southern perspective. So in Raleigh, North Carolina, that's not an odd perspective to hear from. That's a perspective in which you are neighboring with someone. You are working as a coworker. You may be that. You may be in a relationship with that. That is a common perspective 
that if you're living in Raleigh, North Carolina, that you come across quite regularly. Well, in Berlin, and I, I think I'm saying that wrong, but, but I think they say it differently, much like Wooster, which I, I spent time sat, uh, Monday, Monday, I went down to the College of it's Worcester. That's the, the way you say it properly. But those of us that's not from the area, we call it, we say Wooster, like Rooster. Because that's the way it looks, W-O-O-S-T-E-R. But they say uh, Worcester, right? Well, in, in, in Berlin, Ohio, in Amish country, my perspective, black, male, southern, is not a regular point of view that is encountered, I would suspect. I, not only I would suspect, I, I saw. <laughs> Out of three nights of performing to audiences of 170 was the smallest, but the other two nights probably were somewhere close to 200. Ah, there was 1.5 black people in the room and, <laughs> and they did, there was one dude I, I didn't know so I give him the point five. I, he may, may have been maybe maybe biracial but then there was another black guy but he didn't work for the company he was a business he was an and one a plus one and one is when you get fouled you have to go to the free throw line <laughs> he was a plus one so in the company, there is no African-American worker that came to the banquet. Now, there may be an uh, African-American worker in the company. They ain't come to the banquet. I ain't see him in three nights. They work for the company. So that perspective is not a perspective that is common to their experience or to what they normally encounter. So in that regard, Here's an opportunity for you to be educated. It's much similar to how I use television. And, and television isn't often the best, the best um, tool or resource for that, but it also gives me some perspective. In, in, the, in the mean, what I mean by that is basically I enjoy watching television series, movies, documentary on demographics that I am uncommon, that are uncommon to me. Sons of Anarchy, a, 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 a television series about a motor, motorcycle gang, a motorcycle club. I, I, I have no interest in motorcycles. I have no interest in joining an MC. That's a motorcycle club. I, that, that, that's so foreign from my experience. My lot, my lived experience. I, I, I have zero or very minimum experience with motorcycle clubs, with motorcycle, the subculture of motorcycles. So I would use that show just to, to get a peek inside of a world that I'm not very familiar with. And so that is what I believe that, okay, if I'm in front of you and I'm coming from a point of view that is not 
common to you. Here's an opportunity for you to see through the eyes of someone that's different from you. So I think it's always valuable, even if the material, even if you're not uh, abreast of the, the, the slang terms and the, the sayings and just how the South operates from my paradigm, because I'm, I'm just speaking from my paradigm. I'm not an ambassador for all of the South. I'm just speaking from my my lived experience, right? So it gives you an opportunity to be entertained, to, to hear the things that I'm saying, to find some, some laughter in that, or to gain some perspective. When I watched Richard Pryor, when I was a younger man, I, I didn't, I've never done drugs. I've never freebased. Things that he described, his childhood, his challenges, I, he painted a picture for me. I, I, I saw life through his lens, and I think that is valuable. That's why I love reading fiction books. There's some people that will say they don't find value in reading fiction. They read nonfiction. And I, I would say, personally, I find great value in someone being able to tell a story in a manner that gives me perspective. Whether it's something that happened or it was something that was created, I find great value in leaning on the experiences of others. People will tell you they don't watch or they don't read a, a nonfiction or fiction books, but they will watch Fictitious, you know, watch Black Panther. Like, what? That's fiction. <laughs> but you can't read the book, Black Panther. You can spend two hours watching the movie, but I'm not going to spend eight hours reading the book. And I just think there's inherent value to reading, much like there's an inherent value to doing push ups. It makes your mind stronger. Now, but we're not going to get into the nonfiction fiction. So in that regard, I, I think that it's very interesting to feel as though if the person that is, is delivering humor comedy is not out of your specific demographic that you were not able to gain anything for. I, I just don't I don't I don't subscribe to that. I, I've watched a variety. I mean, I just recently started watching something on Apple TV physical. And it's basically this woman, it, it, I, you know, I don't think it's Jane Fonda, but it seems to be, and I'm only two episodes in. So they're in California and this woman that, 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 that she's trying to get her business of physical fitness. And she has challenges with, um, with um, food and she, you know, bulimia or, or anorexic. I'm not, I can't think of the, the term in which when, when you're anorexic, but she's having these types of challenges. I've never had those challenges. I've never have, have, have done anything, eaten food and then gone and, 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 and thrown it back up. I've, I've never had body issues to the degree that I, I'm not comfortable with myself. But watching this program gives me some perspective. And I think that is, is very valuable. So I'm, in Ohio, I spent three nights doing 
a show each night with a different audience. So they were different audience, but they were members of the audience, especially the leadership team that were there all three nights. And <laughs> it was a doozy. I'll tell you that much. The first night I thought went well. It was a good night. Um, again, I, the Amish and, and what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm sure at some level, some of these things don't resonate. And But even people that live in that area, there's some, some disconnect there. But we did enjoy the time. So that was Friday night. It went well. I, I would give myself an A. A was fine. A minus. Somewhere, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good show. I did a good job. Saturday night was outstanding. It, it was it was it was less of the Amish community, more of the English. That's what you call the non Amish. And you know, it was the warehouse guys. So they they you know they were already making jokes about you know the parents. One of you know, especially the the CEO was basically saying his father taught him if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And that would not fly with the guys. In, in the warehouse, it's like if you have anything nice to say, you fit right in with the warehouse guys. So there was more of excitement and energy, and we had a great time. I would get out of A plus Saturday night. I mean, it really was really was a, a man good, great like like signature night. I had a good time. The audience had a good time. It was all good. Then that Monday. Holy moly, that Monday boy, I was fighting an uphill battle. I was street, I was swimming against the tide. And for the bulk of the show, I, I think it went well. I think I petered out there at the end, the last five, five, six minutes. I was trying to figure out how to how to dismount. So I didn't have the smoothest dismount. And there were some moments. We had some moments in there where I was having some interaction with the crowd, and it didn't go all the way like I wanted it to go. Some jokes, and I could tell. I just knew, like, you know what nights are going to be a little tougher than other nights when you say certain lines. Certain lines weren't generating the heat. And I was like, okay. It's going to be one of those nights, but I spent three days there, and I um, – Ah, I have so much. I will be, probably be referring to this experience. I've been an internship with the Amish. And uh, I don't want to spend a whole episode talking about that because that's where I'm leaning towards right now. So let's get into the segment we've all been waiting for. The best advice ever. And it's simple. It's simple. Create, um, develop. That's a better word. Develop a board of governors for your life. As we know, in organizations, there are board of trustees. There's a board of governors. There's a, a, a board in which the organization is accountable to. The organization has goals and there's their values and there are things that are inherent in the organization that they want to accomplish, but there's a group or a board that does the governance. It does the um, um, policy and, and establishing what are the goals and where we're headed. I encourage you, and I, 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 at one of my episodes, I say get a coach, but I would encourage you to have a board of governors, have 
various individuals in which you have conversations with about the direction in which you want to go with your life, whether that's your career, whether that's your marriage, whether that's your uh, parenting skills, whatever that you have put priority on in your life, I would encourage you to have a committee, a sounding board of individuals in which you can submit to, which you can be accountable to, which you can seek their wisdom and their advice. I think is vitally important. I've collected a board, and it's not very, I don't have a formal uh, process. I, I didn't go to it, these individuals and give them a request to sit on my board of governors. Some people I have contact with personally, and some people they're my governor's board of governor committee members from abroad. I get information from their podcasts, from their books, from their talks on the internet. So there's opportunities for you to be mentored by people because in a multitude of counsel, there's safety. And I see a lot of people being burnt or being taken advantage of or having a bad experience where had they ran a question by two or three people, they would be in a better position. And and I'm I'm, I'm even extending it beyond one person. Don't, you know, don't put your whole mentoring expectation on one entity. Spread that stuff out. I mean, I have mentors. I have a pastor. I have uh, brothers that are older than me in my fraternity that I, I ask for their advice. I have comedians that have um, been doing comedy longer than me, in which I I go and I, I, I glean and I ask questions and I learn from. So I would encourage you to develop a board of governors for your life. For your life. Now, every, everyone may not be able to speak into every segment of your life. You may have some folks that are just entrepreneurial guidance, and, and you and you focus on those guys. I think about, I'm not going to say his name, but I think about this person that I, I listen to his, his audio books. I listen to his interviews in terms of uh, motivation and, and personal development. I don't look to him for relationship advice because I don't think he's married and I, the, the information I've learned about him that he's been married and had some failed marriages and, and relationships doesn't seem to be where he flourishes but he flourishes in physical fitness he flourishes in professional development pushing through difficult times so I go and tap in with him when I need that information now I gotta go find some other folks to talk about how to treat my wife and how to treat my children and how to be a better husband and be more kind and gentler and, and uh, be the type of husband that my wife is excited about. That, that this individual can't do that because that he's not produced that fruit in his life. So make sure that when you are assembling this group, make sure you've done your research, your due diligence, that you vet it these individuals, and you're not just getting folks because they go to your same church or you, you, they, you know your mentor is a friend of this guy. You're like, 
do your due diligence. And when you do your due diligence, you will not be surprised. So you, there's a life, less of a likelihood that you'd be surprised with the person. And we all have heard when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. So the best advice ever today is simply develop a board of directors for your life. Well, spent a lot of time talking about my time in Ohio, so I want to briefly do what you're not going to do. So during those three nights, one of the nights I was sitting at the table and I got engaged with this gentleman, older gentleman, and he um, basically <laughs> has a stick. He draws your, he draws this little logo, puts your name in it, and a lot of his, uh, a lot of what he's doing is is uh, is basically sharing the gospel. He's, he's doing these things to introduce you to Jesus. Well, I know Jesus. Jesus is my homeboy. Me and Jesus, we good, right? So I'm talking to the grandfather, and we having it, a lot. You be drawing things, and he asking me to come sit. It, he's telling me one-liners, and, and I'm being gracious. But sometimes I don't think people understand. That, hey, man, this guy got to go up on stage and perform. And right now, you're doing too much. And the gentleman was doing too much. But I, I'm I'm the, I'm a kind of guy. I'm here at the table. Hey, man, show me what you got. So he does a lot. He does this. He gives me some things, some trinkets, and we make an agreement that I would, you know, read some scriptures for 30 days. And it was a lot before me having to go up on stage and entertain a room full of people. So in the midst of that, I'm sitting there, and then his grandson comes over. And his grandson, it like, what you're not going to do is take more time from me on top of what your granddad had already done. So his granddad had already been doing the most. This guy, I don't even think I said it. We don't even think. I, he sat down. I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, how you doing? He said, do you know Jesus? Now, he may have asked me my name. Now, I, I, I would, I would submit that my memory can be a little suspect at times. So he may have asked me my name. There may have been a question that happened before, do you know Jesus? But I'm pretty certain it wasn't. So the guy asked me, do I know Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, no doubt. Now, in the moment, in the time, I was in the spirit of generosity. I was in the spirit of accommodation. I was in the spirit of grace. Just guys that I don't know that I just met that just came and sat down like he had not been there. Do you know Jesus? Yeah, me and Jesus are good, man. Now, this is where we got to level what you're not going to do. So he says, okay, I, he asked me to know Jesus. I say, I know Jesus. I don't think that was enough for this guy. So the gentleman says, do you know him in your heart? And that's when I should have hit it. But what you're not going to do is ask me, do I know Jesus in my heart? Hey, where else am I knowing that? And I'm about to go up in about two minutes. Why are you asking me these questions? You need to be on an evangelistic team. You don't need to be at your dinner at your job 
trying to get people into the kingdom. And I'm all about, hey, man, go and find disciples. Go and make fishers. I, mean, I get it, but hey, I told you already I know Jesus. Man. Back up off me. But that wasn't it. That wasn't it. We kept going. I said, yeah, man, know him in my heart. I'm right there in my heart. There it is. My heart, Jesus. Back. This man said, have you confessed with your mouth and believed? I said, what are we doing out here, man? And I, I love his zeal. I love his exuberance, his enthusiasm. But, sir, uh, what you're not going to do is be trying to get me baptized. I mean, it was just like, yo, bro, simmer down, my guy. Simmer all the way down. But how can you be upset with somebody that's concerned about your eternal soul? <laughs> Very bizarre. That's just one of the few, many, one of the many experiences I had. In Ohio, I had a great time in Amish country. Was was a good time. I had four days of uh, of uh, cold weather. <laughs> yeah, the weather wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. It's December, December. But I had a, I had a very interesting experience, and I'm gonna walk away with a lot to talk about. I'm sure at some point, uh, what my host was basically like, "Hey, you gonna keep an eye out." to see how much material I've garnered from spending my time in Holmes County. It was, it was quite an experience. But I thank y'all so much for tuning in for this episode of The Best Advice Ever. As always, please like, su subscribe, and share. Let folks know about the podcast, man. If you're enjoying what I'm doing, send me a message. Send me some encouragement and info at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Same bad channel, same bad time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Yeah? And I appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.